0: and this and this is Paul, also known as Eastex Twitch. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. This this is a Slime Time podcast spinoff called Die Another Day, and we're here to bring you a special roundtable discussion on the adventure of the guy with the thingy on his forehead manga series. Oh no, you didn't. Don't you mean the adventure of Die? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. That guy. Die. He fights the mean-looking dude with the claws. His name is, uh, Had... Ham... Ham Sandwich? Sham Hatwich? Burrian, help me out here.
1: Sorry, man. I'm real bad with names. I'm better with faces.
0: Ostnervar.
2: Yeah, You're on your own, man. You guys are ridiculous. It's Hadlar. Dark Lord Hadlar. Have you learned nothing from our Tactfully Die episodes together?
1: Uh, all I know is that things happened. There were uh, a lot of speed lines, pop hits
2: somewhere...
0: Yeah, the green guy with the magic stick. That's what she said. No,
2: this is going to be a long podcast, but shorter than last time, I hope. As you probably guessed, we brought a couple of guests in for this roundtable discussion.
0: Yes, we have. We have Barurian. Hey, what's shaking? And Asnarevar. Says hi. To help us out today. That's right.
2: We'll break the book down by each major section. The first episode will cover the first half of the first English volume.
0: Yes, because these volumes are thick. Something is thick all right. Oh my. Oh yes. So let's get right into it. So we're gonna go over, gosh, gulp, part one and part two. We're gonna cover page one through page 44. So in this or these two chapters, we are introduced to the mysterious young boy, Dai, that lives on an island of monsters. A band of fake heroes kidnap the golden slime, Gomechan and Dai saves him with the help of some magic cylinders.
2: The first thing you'll notice about these chapters is You have to read them from right to left. Now, I haven't read the rest, so I don't know if they're all like
3: that,
0: but it's possible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn it. You know what? I read this backwards.
0: Oh, man. I had the audiobook version. (laughs) That would be—you know, I never even thought about the possibility of an audiobook. That'd be silly, but that would be interesting. You'd have to uh, use a lot of imagination, especially with a manga. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have
2: to be harder to listen from right to left but
0: oh well think about think about all the uh, sound effects the uh, the person would have to do swish swoosh, ah oh ah, crash that makes it better
1: well hey at least they translated the sound effects in the english version didn't just leave them in japanese like some others will
2: yeah it's a lot of extra work to you know they obviously have to erase the japanese sound effect and then uh, redraw it you know but yeah it makes the book better there
1: that. there was one manga that i i have the whole run of it and in the back of every volume they have a glossary of the sound effects so you can look at the <laughs> panel number on the page and it will train they translate it there for you on what it meant but that was a lot of work so i just stopped paying attention to sound effects yeah
3: that's yeah a I lot think- of flipping back and forth i think the uh dqm plus manga had the japanese effects written out i think so
2: that just makes die a little bit better <laughs> yeah you're right Fly, i just that's... flipped
1: it open and it absolutely does actually they have both it's Engli- in english and japanese oh yeah yeah they have the english written like right above or below it but the japanese
2: sound effects are still there okay.
0: that's a fine way to do it yeah yeah this was a uh, this was an interesting way to start the book I, it's been Basically, a very encapsulated story. Um, I think someone had uh, mentioned when we tried to record this before that this was kind of like a, a starter to the series to see if it would go longer or something like that. That you could you could just do a one and done with this, but obviously they ended up doing a much much more in the future.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. This, the whole who who the, it's just part one and two, or was it dio the, the next section the diomite? But yeah, it felt very segmented from the rest of the volume.
3: Yeah, I read, uh, I think it was Mimas' post on the Den when she reviewed it. I think she said the first, I don't know how many chapters, but like the first story. Yeah, three was, or four. Was just to show off monsters from one of the upcoming games. I think it may have been four was going to be next, Dragon Quest four. Yeah, mean, makes it makes sense. It was yeah. so popular that they just continued the characters in a different story that's awesome that could be true
0: yeah and i I like how uh in the beginning the very beginning they're talking about like how the this former hero takes down the dark lord and you kind of kind of sort of looks like baramos possibly so there's but there's definitely like a little bit of an influence there i think
1: that's exactly what i thought it was it looks almost pretty much like baramos
3: yeah
2: who is
0: from dragon quest (laughs) 3 he is right yeah yeah you got it (laughs) you were so confident there (laughs) (laughs) backed (laughs) off (laughs) like yeah
1: yeah right (laughs)
0: that's a ticket
1: yeah it was great setup though for it because in the first panel they defeat the you know the dark lord and then all of the monsters are freed from their enslavement to the dark aura
2: which is a joy a joyous occasion and yeah that particular page the very first page we've got that panel of the monsters looking scary before they're freed and then they look so cheerful and delightful after they're freed which is great
0: oh yeah great. that that whole that panel where they they look evil it's like nightmare inducing that lower <laughs> right hand panel yeah, yeah. The, especially
1: the, the heel slime i don't want to mess with yes. that
0: ah. <laughs> no. scariest heel slime ever
2: <laughs> but the happy heel slime he looks like i want him to be my best friend
0: he, he looks like he just got a puff puff as far as i'm concerned.
2: <laughs> that's true it's the exact face he makes. so this book this these first two chapters, I should say, uh, they take place. Like you said, they're very self-contained. They take place on the island. And in fact, the whole first volume does. So what other cool highlights do we have of this early part of the book? I heard something good happens on page nine. It's too bad the pages are mostly not numbered. Oh, I hate
1: that. <laughs> it's like they won't be numbered and then randomly one will have it just to give you
0: like
3: context that. for the yeah. rest of the book.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I noticed that when I was trying to number all the the chapters for everybody for this podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, just 1 through 44, 45 through 114, and then it's like, oh, every 10 pages, we're just not going to do numbers at all or more. It was weird.
2: Yeah, long stretches. I understand, like, okay, these two pages don't have numbers, (laughs) but it's longer stretches than that. So here's a fun moment. On page 9, very early in the story, before Dai has met the fake heroes, he's imagining himself as a hero. That's what he really wants to be, even though Grandpa Brass is training him instead to be a, a mage which he has no aptitude for uh, but he imagines himself to be a hero and we've got this cool like semi-silhouetted view of uh, traditional he's wearing the crown of champions he hasn't seen the crown yet but it's a, a good way to bring his imagination to life
1: and who else but to help him imagine it is Gome Chan sitting on his forehead
0: <laughs>
2: perfect for that <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, and I'm not I'm not gonna give away, away any spoilers, but they finally, finally, they explained what Chan was, and they don't do it until like the very end of the story, because like I just watched 97 of the wow. episode 97 of the anime, and they finally. Wow. Finally- what gomi is, what he, what, what he is, and what his backstory is. It's amazing once you get to it, but, man, you got to wait.
1: <laughs> I guess I'll be waiting for a few more years, because I, I plan on just waiting and reading all of the manga first and then going and watching the anime a couple of years down the line. Because oh, yeah. I think someone someone on the Discord was talking about how there's going to be about 25 volumes of these big, thick boys. Yeah, because it's a it's lot. A lot, of lot. Volumes. I didn't know how long the original run for this was, so it's uh, it's a lot,
3: apparently. <laughs> and we must own them all yeah i'm probably going to get all of these oh i definitely am
0: yeah we just got uh volume four recently in the last
3: few weeks i need to catch up
2: <laughs> yeah as do i but i'm taking it slowly but yeah so, it's great to support dragon quest in in the west by buying merchandise like this sorry, but these want... books
3: are these books are so qual. sorry to go off topic but i mean it's kind of on topic but these books are so quality though like i mean they are. Maybe it'd, be, maybe it'd be nicer if they were hardcover, but like the, um, I, I mean, I love the color pages in here and just how it's presented, the whole production of it. It's great. Oh, yeah,
0: that's actually good that you bring that up. I was going to bring that up towards the end of this, but I thought it was interesting how, speaking to other people who read manga a lot more regularly than I do, how the, how big the size of the books are compared to other countries that have this manga as well.
1: Yeah, it's like one-third the size larger almost from what I've seen. I've seen some comparison shots somewhere, and, yeah, they're definitely bigger.
0: Yeah, because my, uh, my wife is South Korean, and she gave me a fantastic present to help with my Korean reading skills, and she got me the first volume uh, in Korean. Oh, that's
3: you
1: cool. know what? That's where I saw it from. It was that picture you posted.
0: Oh, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's my source, primary source. <laughs> the source is the guy next to you. Sean, you talked
2: about people reading manga more regularly than you, and I just imagine you reading a manga, but you're like, I don't know, wearing like a clown hat and clown shoes. Like,
0: <laughs> He's not regular at all. I'm a re- irregular reader. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 Korean uh, book, and I know is a, the, I know is the same size as the Japanese book, from what I've been told, and it's interesting. Also, that it actually has a jacket. So, like, the book, the American book, like, is just, you know, it's the cover. But the uh, Korean book, and I'm assuming the Japanese book is like this too, The that cover that we have in the American uh, version is actually the book jacket of the manga that you can take off. And then it has a, a separate uh, cover that's actually uh, attached to the rest of the manga. And it's kind of got, like, a light blue hue to it around the borders. And it looks similar... To like one of the inside pages of the American book, and of course the American book has like the little introductory page on the uh, three major people involved with the manga. Yeah. Uh, that's worth mentioning too because it has it has a little write up, little paragraph about uh, Riku Sanjo, who was the person who wrote it, uh, Koji Anada, who's the artist, and then Yuji, Yuji Hori, of course. Who was the supervisor uh, of this project and, you know, the creator of Dragon Quest and all the games, which that they put that in uh, special for the Amer the Western version or English version, which I thought was neat.
2: It is cool. So let's break down the story a little more. I mentioned the fake heroes earlier. Anybody have any thoughts about the introduction of the fake heroes?
1: I like it mainly because they don't even try to hide the fact that they aren't good people. Like the first panel with them, they <laughs> very clearly look evil. <laughs>
3: Like yeah. that
1: first that first shot, the the hero just has just you know I th- I think um the elder says it later, but he's like a hero's eyes are brighter than that because this, <laughs> this dude has um like the the mage, the warrior and the hero all look very sinister, and then you have the priest who's a, a woman has that very um seductress look to her. Yeah,
2: yeah I approve of that. She seems nice.
0: Yeah, it was uh, also, I thought that was nice how they all represent the different Dragon Quest three classes plus the hero uh, style from Dragon Quest three. I thought that was cool.
2: Yes, definitely a good touch. And my original thought about their introduction is that they look so shifty right from the beginning, but I think it would have been more effective storytelling to have it be a surprise. Like, you don't have to tell us right up front. By the way, these are bad guys, but I guess that's how it is. I mean, this is targeted. It's a... Young boys manga, right, I would think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's targeted at a younger audience, uh, especially in the beginning.
1: Well, it is sold under the Shonen Jump line, so that should tell you enough right there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, And one of the the highlights, I thought, of this book that you don't see in the anime as much is uh, when uh, the, the whole... Magic cylinder thing where Dai has the monsters in the cylinder and he pops them out. And then the different monsters do different abilities to, to uh, distract or get at the different fake heroes, which you don't see all of it in the anime, even the old one. So, like, for example, you've got, like, the, the goodie bag that uh, distracts a soldier. because It's like, oh, my God, jewels and money. And then, like, uh, one that I, I know is not in the in the anime is you've got the, uh, oh, I forget what they're called, but the the little dancing wooden puppet guys. Oh yeah. The marionettes. Marionettes. They do the little dance that drains magic from uh, magic users, and that goes after the, the mage. So I thought that was cool.
2: Yeah, that was a cool detail. Going back to a little bit earlier, just to comment on the art, because the art is so fun in this manga. There's a part on page 15, which is where Dai is first summoning his monster friends at the request of the fake heroes. So he's summoning them all, and it shows panels with just a bunch of them noticing the call, you know? And... uh at the bottom of page fifteen, we've got a crab and a and like a the squid guy behind him. Squidzilla is that what he's called?
0: Yeah, that's one of the versions of that that monster. Yeah, Squidzilla.
2: Right on. Well, anyway, the the crab and the squid are in the same panel, and the crab just has the best face. It's like this this squished, very happy looking face. I just love. Yeah,
1: he looks like very excited to be there.
2: Totally, he's like, yes, this is my time to shine.
0: Yeah, Austin, I know you read a lot of manga. What did you think of the art style of? Uh... Of this oh yeah.
3: It's like, it's especially like with the panels you're talking about here with all the monsters, it's not like super detailed, Um more than you would, more than, more than you'd expect, I guess, from what was going to be a one shot. Um, I mean, the art in general is just beautiful. And on the, like the next page where you see all the monsters <clears throat> crowded together in the top panel, like there's just so much going on. Yeah.
2: That's how they got picked up for future stories by delivering a really strong product.
3: Yeah. I love the little ghost with the hat. <laughs>
2: He's one of my favorite little units in Dragon Quest Tact, by the way, the ghost.
3: There's just pretty so much to look at. And there's
1: there's pretty the much all there. the staples of yeah. of uh of the monsters from, you know, Dragon Quest. Yeah, you, know, you got your E. You got your muddy hand, which is there at the very front.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: And it's interesting because like Koji Inata, the artist, he kind of, does his own take on a lot of the Dragon Quest monsters, which uh, they continued to use that style for the first anime. But then they uh, made an interesting turn of direction with the newer anime where they went to straight up uh, more, more on model Dragon Quest monsters where they all looked more like their Akira Toriyama creations, which I thought was interesting.
2: Yeah. I like that both versions are cool, you know, like I, yeah. I enjoyed this artist's take on it, but it's also cool to see them slightly more authentic in the in the newer show. Mm. So Magic Cylinders, the bad guys kidnap Gomichan. Dai has to go after them, and, and Brass Gifts Dai with Magic Cylinders, which he can use to uh, cash, cast Gush and Gulp, right?
0: Yeah, and, and tortures him with it at first <laughs> to test it out.
2: Yeah, so there's some really funny moments with that, and uh, I really like these Magic Cylinders, and I just wish they popped up more in the story later, because they're a, a unique mechanic of, of this version of Dragon Quest, and we see them a little bit later on, but not as much as we do right at the beginning.
3: Yeah, I um to go off topic of manga here. I, I recently watched the um the BBC dub the first episode. Oh okay. My, with my son, and he loved the little cylinders um <laughs> running around the house afterwards, playing like pretending he had some, saying gush gulp. Oh, that's awesome. Do you think Remember, they sell toys of these? Because I would totally buy one. I looked. I immediately looked and could not find any like for the cylinders. I oh, I I, too bad. I
2: bet. I bet you if they do have them they're
1: like 30 years old
3: <laughs> i checked yahoo auctions japan and couldn't find anything like that there's really not much out there for for die toys I, like, I mean there's some stuff but not much
2: not enough role-playing toys it sounds like
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah now that we know that we're going to get uh, infinity Strash, the the die console game uh, yeah. it'd be really interesting to know if we actually get to control the magic cylinders in the game that'd be fun
2: oh yes that would be neat just use it to summon bad guys and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. to to finish talking about this very first story before we move on to the next one we mentioned the bad guys kidnap gomechan dai has to go after them of course dai has to actually go to the the castle where they've been taken in the manga whereas in the newer show he he rescues them on a ship instead so there's more of a travel element here right
0: yeah yeah because see uh in the new show something that they added was uh summoning a, a dragon a green dragon which was cool and it kind right. of plops onto the ship and it makes it move all around because it's just uh, so ginormous
2: yeah that was fun here are we ready to move on to the next story sure all right so the next story we have is diomite which is a three-part story from pages 45 to 114. In these chapters, a new ship arrives on Dermline Island. Its occupants are Temjin, the Bishop of Papnica, Varon the Sage, Princess Leona, and a retinue of guards. Leona has arrived to perform a magic ritual in an island cave, but Temjin and Varon secretly plot to kill her. The jerks, die, and Leona, become trapped underground, while Varan uses a killing machine to attack Brass. Dai manages to save the day thanks to a mysterious power that he can only use when a dragon crest appears on his forehead. What would we think of that, guys?
0: Yeah, to start off, this is uh, unlike the last uh, chapters where we had the fake heroes. Like, you don't know, you know, who the bad guy is at first. They kind of keep that secret for, for at least a little bit until you see them plotting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was this one was a, a little bit of a better reveal on that. Of We we, we have our, um, our sage who appears with with the princess and he seems like he has good intent until you know he doesn't um but so it was a it was a very nice story uh, after all because i liked how you know die has to get mad to activate his power so um you know like like a, like in dragon ball z whenever gohan gets really really mood elevated his powers activate
0: basically mm. I, oh,
1: yeah. I saw i saw it akin to that like they were put in a real strenuous situation of she's poisoned they're inside the uh, volcanic cavern. He can't do anything. And at the last possible second, his dragon crest appears below a what'd hole in the side.
0: You, yeah. And what did mean, you guys think of Princess Leona? I uh, personally liked her her sass and how she yeah. gave Die a hard time.
1: Yeah, because that's how he gets his uh, knife, is she gives it to him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. When she first... Talks to die. She she laughs at him for being little, right? And the dialogue is a little bit different than what we get in in the newer anime, you know. So you can enjoy both versions of it. But it's just funny the way she laughs at him, and then his reaction shot at the bottom of that particular page is like he looks like like he's got a disease or something. He's just like, oh. you know, it's so bad. <laughs> she really takes the wind out of his sails. And but this is actually the start of kind of a like a loving relationship from from Dai's and he develops a crush on her doesn't he
1: More or less I th- I think that was the case cuz she was you know like hey when you when you get older and grow up come see me
0: okay. He's like
2: oh oh
1: and he takes that personally
2: <laughs> right on and they both like talk and think about each other despite the the vast distance that separates them once she goes back
1: cuz uh, what what I forget which um nation you. she was the princess of. Was it Romali, or was that the other one?
0: That was the other one. It's a Papnika. Yeah. Papnika, that's it, yeah. It's the royal Papnika knife that she gives him. Funny I was pronouncing it, Papnika. Uh, it, 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 you know what? Uh, no, I know. I, I've watched enough of the anime now that I, I know it's Papnika. <laughs> closer to that. Cool. Yeah. Cause, and I am notorious for getting names wrong, but I th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm okay on that one.
2: There you go. That's another good reason to watch the anime.
0: <laughs> What did you guys think of the uh, the scorpion design? Because that, that was pretty gnarly.
2: Oh, yeah. He's got a real mean face, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because
1: even when he popped out, they were just like, uh, that's not a normal scorpion. So right. this one was definitely inundated with the dark will.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looked something more out of a Final Fantasy game as opposed to a Dragon Quest game.
2: That's true. It's a scorpion on steroids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah definitely got that
3: evil thing going on.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I loved the, uh, the the use of the killing machine. I thought that was a cool concept. Like, oh, you yeah. can't go without the Dark Lord's power. But then they figured out a way to use their own magic power to get it going.
2: That's true. And, you know, this story, whether it's in the manga or the anime, it really infused the killing machine with coolness. You know, like, I, I never thought of it as a particular, like, yeah, it's a traditional Dragon Quest enemy, but... It's so cool in this story that it makes me like Killing Machine more.
3: Mm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I,
1: I too, agree with this statement. <laughs> it was a really cool way of doing it. I mean, sure, some may exist out in the wild, but using it as a basically mecha suit was a really neat way of doing that.
2: Yeah. And running into it is a big deal for Dying.
0: Yeah, because uh, he uh, almost doesn't take it out, but I like the clever way of how he figures out how to take it out, which was nice to kind of get out of a, a vulnerable spot and uh, blow some magic into it as opposed to trying to get it from the outside. I think it kind of cooks him in, inside the machine. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because uh, Elder tried to cast Frizzle on him at some point and it didn't do jack. So Die got a little bit smarter about it. But I think that was before Dai broke out of the volcano that he did that.
2: I think you're right. Yeah, and during that fight with the killing machine, the, the sound effects game is on point. Like, there's a lot of huge dynamic sound effects accompanying the action and it, it really like uh adds to the flow of the fight
0: oh yeah yeah i'm i'm like on some pages of it right now it's like Dusha! <laughs> it's like vram
2: kashum <laughs>
1: stuff sure. like that i also i also love the every shot you see of um the sage i forget his name because it's not tim timjin because that's the that's the other guy that's with him
2: then it's Varan. V A R A.
1: Baron, yeah, he has just gone full evil mode at this point. Like his face is all shriveled up, and he's got that evil smile going on. Yeah, he's just like, how dare you?
3: <laughs> how
1: dare you stand up against me?
3: That
2: is a super evil face.
1: But above all else, Die is able to persevere. Of course, because once that uh, the um, the dragon crest appears on his head, I think is even just like this is impossible
2: <laughs> like, uh-oh. yeah and die finishes off the killing machine with a sizzle attack but it looks like this amazing punch that he delivers like a full page attack and it looks great
0: <laughs> yeah and it's uh one of those you know those things where it's like that power from within that he didn't know he had because he couldn't really do magic in the beginning and grandpa kept getting frustrated with him that he he sucked it Doing magic spells. He wanted to make him I think he wanted to make him into a, a mage or sage or something. Yeah. Not necessarily definitely. a hero.
3: Yeah, definitely uh, a mage. Yeah. He's a lump shaman, so
0: Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to teach him his ways and die just isn't getting it. And he thinks at the end, like, oh maybe maybe he can you know he's got the awakened power now we'll, we'll go back and he'll start be, start being able to do some spells now and the very end of the the chapter is him just trying to do a simple frizz spell and he can't do it <laughs> just coming out of little 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 tiny fireballs, but nothing not, nothing not a full frizz.
2: Oh yeah, and the chapter also ends with Leona going back to her kingdom, as we talked about earlier, with a wink and a smile <laughs> yeah, and dies just like very joyously wishing her goodbye i guess because she winked at him
0: (laughs) and and so starts their relationship
1: and and then elder at the end is just like was that was die really using magic maybe i was just seeing
0: something
2: (laughs) i don't believe my eyes
0: (laughs) but yeah that was a good that was a good story so once that is over, now we turn to the tale of a dynamic training, which is page 147 through 166. Assuming you can find pages that actually are, are labeled as such. Is, wait, is it is it called that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. I went too Anytime far. You've gone too far. I've gone too far. Nice. I No, I what I meant to say was, I swear... Was the tale of the hero tutor, which is page one fifteen through one forty six.
1: Which gives That's... us some amazing color pages.
0: Oh yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In this chapter, the monsters of Dermline Island have gone berserk. A mysterious tutor named Avon saves the day and proposes to train Dai as a hero. Concerned for Princess Leona's safety, Dai agrees to take on Avon's training. Before they can start, a scouting party of two hawkmen for the Dark Lord appear before them. Avon's student Pop the Mage is able to take one out but is fizzled by the other. Dai steps in and is able to dispatch the other scout, giving hope to Yvonne about Dai's potential as a hero. And Bararian, you had mentioned how it starts out with these beautiful color pages.
1: Yes, and it's a, it's a color pages of a castle getting torn down, getting ransacked by monsters. And they're just like,
2: oh no, I can't believe it. The Dark Lord has returned. Classic Dragon Quest drama. Mm-hmm. The Dark Lord always returns.
0: Yeah, and something that I thought was interesting because, like I said, I don't read a lot of manga. It's basically Dragon Quest that has got got me started because I started with Dragon Quest uh, Monsters Plus, and now this. Um, it, it transitions from like full color pages to like these red and gray and black and white pages. Is this something that's normal in in manga?
1: I have seen this, and so I'm I have I've been buying the Fist of the North Star Viz Signature Editions, which Ooh. will have random. chapter selections throughout the the books they've got like six volumes out now that do this thing they're not full color like the first couple of pages of this chapter is but they've got that nice red gray gradient on maybe half of a chapter at any given time so I've seen this before and I don't know if this that means that this is uh, only done in Viz mangas because I don't I don't think I really buy anything that's not Viz outside of the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus which was not Viz
0: yeah, was it was it you, Us, that I was talking with before that you said it was some kind of Shonen Jump thing where they had you know special editions ed- or something like that where they you know do just a little bit of color to
3: make it pop out. Well, I I know I've seen um, like special releases of like Dragon Ball and stuff that have color pages, and the Shonen Jump uh, magazine would have a couple of like full color glossy pages for like big important chapters and stuff. Huh. But you know, I haven't seen. The um half like I said, the red and gray gradient. I haven't seen that before. Um so I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like a new thing or if it's just uh this is published by Viz, Viz Media like like uh Barurian said, so maybe it's a Viz thing.
0: No, because they do uh they do it in the Korean version too. It's the same it's the same style. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so same transition.
2: Well, clearly, to to just add red to the picture is more cost effective than doing the full color pages. So, yeah, you know, like they, they give you some color, so it does make those pages really pop, but it's not the full level of niceness in most of these.
0: yeah. And, and maybe it's just like kind of similar to how um, American newspapers work with their uh, comics that they do, like the weekday and Saturday editions were in black and white and then you'd have the full Sunday spread. So maybe it was like a scheduled type of thing, like, hey, every you know couple of chapters, we're going to do a special color thing for you or something. I don't know.
2: Could be. By the way, with the, the red colors, we get a lot of uh, kind of an orange look. And it's funny because dye in orange looks quite a lot like, like Goku or Gohan.
1: <laughs> yeah. He does,
0: doesn't he? I didn't think about that.
2: <laughs> but he really wears
3: blue.
0: Yeah, that's what throws me off because I know it's blue. But then I'm looking at all this red. I'm like, that's not right. But I, I know it's just because everything is red.
3: It is really strange. Yeah, because if you just close
0: and look at the you know front cover. Yeah. It's blue. lies lies, but it does look cool. Like I, I think probably the the page that I love the most with the red gradient is when the monsters are attacking each other on page 120, where you've got like the uh, the saber cat attacking the golem, and the cyclops uh, attacking the squidzilla, and vice and so on and so forth. Just the red, the red sky in the background. It looks like really ominous uh, mm-hmm. as these monsters are battling each other out. I really like it.
1: You know what's crazy? Oh, yeah. I, I never really thought about it before, but all of the monsters are becoming affected, even even Elder as a lump sage. He's just like, I can feel it pressing down on me. gomei seems to have no issue with this, and it's probably explained with what you said earlier, Pendy, like when yep. his origins get revealed.
0: Way yep, it's download. just one of those many, many clues that you'll see throughout the series of like something, something special at the, about this guy, but you just don't know what exactly.
1: Yeah, because I've read this, I've read volume one probably half a dozen times now, and I'm only just now noticing that <laughs> gomei Chan is not affected by this.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I do here. love the the idea that m- monsters, while Many of them might be aggressive and, like, feral. They're not inherently evil unless the Dark Lord is active and, like, is using his magic to, I guess, sort of, like, possess them. And then that's, that's like, in the games, those are the kind of monsters we usually encounter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, Dragon Quest Heroes is entirely predicated on that.
3: Yeah. And and then, like, uh, not to get into spoilers for DQ5, but, like, uh, a large portion of that game really takes place when the big bad isn't in a position of power because it's such that it, the game takes place over generations. And it's sort of, that sort of makes sense that the hero is then able to like recruit monsters to his side because mm. for the majority of the game, they don't have that influence evil influence over them. Oh yeah. That does make sense. Just as a general concept. I like this. this.
0: Yeah. It's nice. I like how there's like it, it, Oh, what is, what's the line that when you run into the the blue slime in some of the games or uh, I'm really a good slime. Yeah. Or <laughs> cool slime. There they uh, they reference it in like uh, I've seen it referenced in several uh, anime mm-hmm. as well, where they say that line. It's actually it's very interesting how if you guys have seen or read that time I got reincarnated as a slime, that's how two of the people who are from Earth, from regular Earth, know that they're from the same place because he says the line from Dragon Quest, and then the other guy's like, oh, the video game. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah yeah he's like the he's like the head person at the academy in one of yeah. the big cities yeah. and and Remaru shows up and uh because he hears that a guy who says he's from this place called Japan <laughs> and then he um spits out a bunch of manga so, cuz that guy was just like I died before they finished it how does it end <laughs> he just creates it all for him. That
2: is
0: neat. And of course we get the big introduction for Avon in these chapters. Uh, fantastic character. I know uh, you know one of our one of our regulars in the Dragon's Den Discord is such a huge fan of Avon and I'm sure he was ecstatic that because of this resurrection of the series that they ended up making that uh, prequel series starring Avon in his adventures in the uh, before this.
1: Oh, they're doing a prequel series for this, or yep. they have?
0: They have, yeah. I think I don't it's know excellent. if it's done yet, but they're in the middle. They might be in the middle of it, or they just did uh, an Avon prequel series.
1: That's neat. Yeah, I would like to see more of that because um, I like him a lot. Because he, when he shows up, he shows up and he immediately gets down to business. <laughs> you know, the the Dark Will is being imposed on all the monsters on the island, and he's just like he shows up in a boat and goes, "Hang on." I got this and puts a magical seal over a a very large portion of the island that keeps them from going wild. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love how he introduces himself with uh, his little advertisement. (laughs) 15 years of experience. Look no further. Don't be shy. Contact me. It's great stuff.
2: <laughs> that's true. And we see his full name, Avon de the Third, which you don't see or hear very often. Well,
0: I'm glad you, you went after that pronunciation instead <laughs> of me.
2: Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, that's totally what it is. <laughs> And you know we were talking about like you know die possibly you know getting a crush on Leona. It, at first he's like I don't know if I want to do this whole thing, and then he's like, but Leona's in danger. Oh, what? Okay, I guess I guess I'll uh, yeah I'm all in. I'm all in. Motivates him pretty quickly. I
1: on the following page we get to see the the two gargoyles with A and B on their head, and I don't know <laughs> if this is the direct reference to that, but I, it just made me immediately think of you know in the games when you run into an enemy encounter they could be in two groups and it would be gargoyle a gargoyle b
3: oh yeah so.
0: yeah it's it's a fun device that they use later on as well because you'll eventually you'll see like gargoyle c gargoyle d
3: that's great <laughs> yeah i
0: didn't i didn't put that together because these, you know, these these two kick the bucket, so you never see A and B again. But then you see C.
2: <laughs> Plenty more letters in the alphabet.
0: Yeah, because uh, if uh, of course you guys have all played the games, but like especially when you're going after muddy hands that can call other muddy hands, and how it can just go and go and go, and you get up to like Z. And then sometimes I think it does like double letters, like it's muddy hand I- LL. I've, wow. I don't think I've ever seen it get
1: to double letters.
0: Yeah, because uh, I think in some of the games it does. I'm not, I'm not sure if it does not in Dragon Quest III, where you first—I think that's where you first run into them, the Goopies or the Muddy Hands or whatever you call them. I think it was Goopies in the original translation. But, like, I remember doing that as a kid where I was— I wanted to get up to level 99 to all my characters, and I was just on the final uh, area uh, where it was all dark, and I was just going after—I was just going doing Goopies. I was going Goopy after Goopy after Muddy Hand— Just letting go and go and go, so I could get like a huge reward at the end of it.
3: I think in DQ10, DQ10 cuts it off at like K or L. Oh, really? That's zoom. Yeah, like it won't. There's just no more monsters will appear. You have to leave the battle.
0: Oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. Well, I guess maybe because it's an MMO, MMO that they kind of want to cap it. I guess.
3: Well, it's common. Like if you're, um, if you've got like a quest to kill like 20 of this monster, and you have like a spell that can that you can use to make. More of them appear. It's common for people to do that. So (laughs) I I don't know why they have a limit, though. It's I guess I guess if you had guess if it had no cap on it, if you had four people doing the same ability, it could get out of hand pretty fast.
0: Yeah, I know I've said this before, but I do love in this series how they're very good about using all sorts of spells from the game, like they'll and, and just everything, like they'll use. Dazzle, they'll use not not just like the big damaging spells, but like I said, like Dazzle, like when they're fighting these Hawkman guys, um, one of the hawkmen uses Fizzle on pop so he can't cast spells anymore, like all sorts of secondary spells. Are used as well, which is really cool.
3: I'm so grateful that the manga and the anime is like carrying forth the official script that we've got now, instead of just doing a literal translation. They're relying on you know pre-established names and stuff.
0: Yeah, because it's like we. It seemed like every four or five years we would get like a new translation style for the games. Like Mm -hmm. they could never settle on one style, and now they. I think they finally settled on one, and they've been somewhat somewhat consistent uh, since. Uh, probably, I don't know when, but probably... DQ, DQ at 8 is when eight, they started, right? Yeah, probably 8, so. eight, eight onwards, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, before we move on from this particular story, guys... Let's talk about how Dai finishes off the last of the gargoyles at the end of the fight. He, uh, he kind of surprises the guy. The guy thinks that he missed, but he didn't miss with his his sword slash, right? He did not, which was kind of crazy to see. Pretty gruesome for for a Dragon Quest thing.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah. this is like this is like typical like Japanese manga anime, especially from the early days, because it's like from the late '80s, early '90s. Yes. Where like they don't mess around with the violence.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I do like how you mentioned w- with with that slice he thinks he missed, but then you uh, see the wa- you see the attack cutting through the water behind him, and then he's <laughs> just is- like, Ugh, and then he j- you just see that crack happen in the next panel, and yeah. you're just like, oh man. But then you know, as in Dragon Quest fashion, with a lot of that stuff, they just kind of puff into smoke. But because it's red smoke, it looks a whole lot worse than it
0: probably mm-hmm. is.
2: I was just going to say I interpret it as blood in this version, but, but yeah, it also does look like smoke in the next panel.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is, but like like Berurian said, because they're using the red hues, like, it does look like it's a bloody mess instead. <laughs> <laughs> because in the, th- in, in, in the third
1: panel, I guess it's supposed to be smoke that's, like, swirling around dye, yeah. Yeah. but... With it being that red color, it just it just looks like that he just turned this gargoyle inside out, and it's just going everywhere.
3: Yeah, it looks gory. <laughs> you see, the,
2: the blood got on all the smoke, and it's just carrying it around, you know? <laughs> because his
0: sword
1: doesn't
2: have any blood
0: on it. Right, right, because that's why I think you're right that it was just supposed to be like him kind of poofing in the smoke. Uh, but like that, the red color makes it look like uh, it's it's just just everywhere.
2: <laughs> oh, I guess.
0: <laughs> Sorry to
1: take the wind out of your sails on that one.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's just a you know it's like an anti-stick sword. You know, it, it repels blood. One of those features. <laughs> well, then the next story is the tale of dynamic training, which lasts from pages one forty-seven to one sixty-six. So that's a pretty quick story. In this chapter. Dai starts his training with Avan. His training consists of strength, endurance, and magic-focused training. As usual, Dai struggles with magic, but is able to split a large boulder by the end of the day. Day two of the training consists of sword practice, which Dai excels at. Avan rewards him by showing off his Avan Strash skill. That's a, a famous... Skill of this series, and Avan has another special skill in store for Die, but that will have to wait until our next Die Another Day episode.
0: Yeah, so we get more of the red hues, so we get more uh, young Goku training.
1: I think this is this is the last chapter that has the coloring too, so before it pops back to just black and white. Um, I like this because you know Avon wants Die to do his special hard course, and Pop is just like, no, no, please God, no. <laughs> And the way that Avon brings the boulder in, he just he carries it with utter ease. And it's this is this is a very Goku kind of thing. He lifts a giant boulder with with little to no effort and brings it over, and it's just like
3: cut this. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah, I do love this. Uh, it does like you guys keep saying it, it reminds me of the early Dragon Ball chapters, and uh, just very nostalgic feeling to read this.
0: It, yeah, absolutely, right on. Uh, and I love how uh, he's he's trying to split the boulder with a sword and he thinks it's like this famous sword that yvonne has given him but it's really not he's like so sorry for breaking it and yvonne's like yeah it was only like 10 gold
1: (laughs) yeah yeah because in the last chapter he also mentioned that i think with the sword that he had given to die Dai did that basically strash like the proto strash to kill the gargoyle and they are all thinking that it was some mighty powerful sword and you get that little that little um crude drawing of avon going actually i only paid 10 gold for it <laughs> it's
0: like oh i broke your legendary sword i'm so sorry yeah that's always been a great joke
1: in this i guess version of the mongo we get italian c- catchphrase avon but from what i understand he says different things in different languages depending
0: i've heard
2: that too
1: like in in japanese he says english stuff but that wouldn't work too well here, I suppose.
0: And I, and I think that's clever that they decided to go with uh, like Italian, like European phrases, since he's kind of got like a like a medieval European uh, kind of bougie look to him.
1: Those hair curls, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's a like, good point. Si pronto. What's up with the the emblem on Avon's shirt? It's
1: Don't like say a... it. Don't say it.
0: What? 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 It's just, it just—it just seems a little sus. That's all I'm
3: saying. Oh gosh.
1: He said it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. That was one of the first things I noticed too. Because if you—if you flip around to the back cover and look at the bottom center,
2: it's
0: there too. Oh That's yeah. Right. There's the little guy. Does it represent
2: <laughs> anything in particular?
0: As far as I know, it's just his particular symbol that he came up with. You know, I bet they explain it. I would bet money that they probably explain it in the Avon prequel series.
2: That could happen.
0: But yeah, in, in the as far as I know, it's just like his particular symbol that he came up with. Because he ended up, you know, becoming a tutor and he had he had a bunch of students, so it's what he came up with to his I own. don't. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any theories that stand out immediately on it. With a little
3: uh, spikes or whatever, or arms, wings that are sticking out of the sides of it, looks sort of like the emblem of Roto. Yeah, I yeah. can. I can see that. Like, like I figured it was. Yeah, just I would not like, be surprised if I had. Yeah, it was like probably like partially Influence. inspired by that and it's his own little emblem yeah
2: so we're we're cutting off in the middle of the actual volume but do we have any more thoughts about this last particular story
0: well i do uh you know at the very end of it we see our first avon strash from mm-hmm. a stick
2: yeah i i, I like to how die
1: is you know you know he, he does a little one-on-one sparring session with avon and avon's fighting with with one hand and die makes him almost switch to using two hands or for just a second, he he used a second hand to stop the attack.
0: Pretty impressive
2: yeah. of Die.
0: Yep. And then uh, in our when we uh, pick up where we left off, we get to see a little dragon action, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah.
1: I also love how Pop is kind of, throughout this one, you know, since Die is going through the special hard course, Pop, we, we keep seeing Pop hiding away, like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> You can leave me out of this, and Avon uh, Di- keeps going like, you know, you can join
2: in whenever you want. Yeah, and Pop makes these ridiculous scared faces.
1: I, you know what? I love Pop. I've only read the first two volumes of this manga so far. I love Pop. He is my favorite character so far. Oh
0: <laughs> Yeah, and you, you can you can tell that like maybe he's interested in in uh, what all is going on. You think he's like he just wants to sleep in and you know slack off the whole time, but like he gets you know like you said he gets caught by. Yvonne when because uh, he's spying on the whole training he's like kind of getting interested as it goes on I think he sees the potential and die Yeah, maybe a little bit of inspiration going on, like, oh, you know, maybe I should try a little bit harder. Yeah. See how that goes. But not too hard. But not too hard.
2: (laughs) Not at this point. Yeah. But yeah, we've talked about it before, but Pop is probably the main character who goes through the most growth growth in the series. So, yeah, Mm. it's fun to see him like this, and then as you continue enjoying the story to see how much he changes over time.
0: I'm, uh, not, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing that,
0: and it's not quick growth either. It's very gradual throughout the whole series, so it's 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 uh, it's nice. It's not like it's just one day he wakes up. It's like I'm a hero now. It's like it's very <laughs> yeah. Good
1: to to, to, to see character growth like that in just one volume would be kind of disappointing, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think Dai is the exception to the rule because you know he's the main character and, and stuff like that. But other characters they need their time. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: so guys what are your final thoughts on this first half of the first volume of the manga as a whole ost we'll start with you
3: um it was good uh like all the things i mentioned i loved um i think this last chapter was where it really started to get going for me and then into the second half of the book is where i got really invested but um you know everything that we've seen in this half has been really good. Paul, what do you think?
2: Well, I agree with he. I agree with what he said. However, this manga needs more puff puffs.
0: Puffle <laughs> puffle. <Puff-o-puff-o. laughs>
2: yeah. So you know, I mean, it's a boys' manga, so mostly mostly guy characters. But hey, we get Leona and the the lady. I forget her name from the evil heroes. So you know, there's still some female characters, and that stuff's cool.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Brian, what are your sure. thoughts on this? I like the self-contained story
1: at the beginning a lot. It's even though it's, you know, you could more or less just cut it out of the volume and the volume wouldn't lo- technically lose anything. But yeah, the, the actual beginning of the story is pretty great. And the arrival of Avon, you know, well-timed with the dark will uh, pressing down on the monsters is going to lead to some very fun stuff in the second half of the volume.
0: Yeah, this is a, that was a great start. And uh, they did show who's coming up in that full-color page in the middle of this. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with that particular character that we were trying to name in the beginning of this whole podcast. I liked how they, you know, it wasn't just black and white. They had some nice colored pages in there. I liked the red gradient. It was different, but I that was cool as well, uh, even though it, it led to some confusion on how gory this manga got at times.
1: <laughs> well, yes, yeah, especially at the beginning of the Tale of the Hero Tutor, you actually see a skeleton kill a guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a it was a fun book, and uh, I look forward to uh, going over the second half of this with, with you guys as well. It was great.
2: Yeah, can't wait. That's all for this episode of Die Another Day, our manga focused spin off of Tactfully Die.
0: We'd like to thank our guests Berurian and as Nerevar, for joining us today.
2: Yes, thanks to both of you for coming on the show. And having very pronounceable names.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on, uh, considering this is the fourth attempt at the show. So as if you've listened to other episodes on Tactfully Die, you may have seen or heard that uh, I actually forgot to press the record button the first time we tried to do this. Then the second time, someone had a medical issue and we had to cancel. And the third time, someone forgot they had dental surgery on the day, so we had to cancel again. (laughs) But it's all good, and uh, I appreciate both of you guys for being so patient with us.
2: And that's the two. Anyway, we love our guests for being so patient with us throughout all this and for pitching in to tonight's episode.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. And while we love our guests, something we don't love or use is Patreon. But if you do have any money that you're just dying to get rid of and you would like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www dot com slash den and click on support this site Woodis has owned and maintained the dragon's den fan site for decades he personally edits every youtube version of our podcast and he fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running
2: the dragon's den website also features an amazon affiliate link if you click the link and then make a purchase A small fraction of the sale will go to support the den. It doesn't cost you anything, and you'll get piles of geek cred with every purchase.
0: We even have a Slime Time t-shirt you can buy by our resident artist, Dwayne. See the link for it in the show notes. And as part of the Slime Time Extended Universe, or Stu, you can direct comments or questions for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time.
2: Even better, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Twitch. Come watch me play a variety of video games every Saturday night, kids. (laughs) For more places to hang out, you can join countless Dragon Quest fans and us in the Dragon Questers and Dragon Quest Tact Global Facebook groups. We'd love to see you there.
0: And you can also find me at the new Infinity Strash Facebook group I recently created. It's going to be about the Infinity Strash Dragon Quest Die console game that's coming out to the PlayStation 4, or PlayStation 5, Steam, and Switch, and coming to the West as well, as recently announced at the Tokyo Game Show, or right before it. Come check it out.
2: I might have to do that. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums the only forums to survive hadlar's previous attempt at world conquest find the forums from the dragon's den main page or at woodiscom slash
0: forums or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore dragon quest fans on the ofi- officially unofficial dragon's den discord server personally created by our uh, one of our guests berarian hey hey that's right the
2: officially fishy dragon's den
0: discord server we're all there <laughs>
2: So we'd like to thank everyone that made this episode possible, including Pendy, Woodis, the dragon's den and dental anesthesia for allowing me to survive all the drilling and crunching the surgeon threw my way.
0: Oof! And a special thanks to Platy for helping me out with our rotating podcast logo. Please
2: like subscribe and write a review for the podcast.
0: For more Dragon Quest L- time, check out our library of episodes on dragon's den anchor.fm, Apple podcast, audible, YouTube, and more. We'll catch you later, everybody. Remember, don't hate, appreciate. Time to zoom on out of here.
2: This is Gutrude for Slime Time, reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.